The universe is ending. The sky is falling, and all that you know and love will soon evaporate into thin air. Sorry about that, um, but never fear. In the next nondescript number of minutes, we'll be talking about the most important thing that a person could hear when the universe is ending. Books! Welcome to the podcast at the end of the universe. Hi, everybody. We are back again. Um, This week, we are going to spoil Sphere by Michael Crichton and The Well of Ascension by Brandon Sanderson, the second book of the Mistborn trilogy. I feel like the book spoils itself. It does. And it will spoil the first book. So if you haven't read The Final Empire, um, warning on that one too. But big warning, we will be spoiling Sphere and The Well of Ascension today. So... Spoiling is putting it mildly. We're going to rip them both new orifices. Several, if uh, at all possible. I feel very strongly that I would like to, uh, like... Uh, well, okay, fine. Slidebotfast is uh, telling me that I need to introduce myself. Y'all should know us by now. I'm Millie. I'm Way. And I'm Slidebotfast. And I always like to add that in because... It's so hard to tell you two apart sometimes. Okay, can I talk about how they both suck now? All right, let us start with... I think Sphere will be a good start. Which one did we start with last time? Did we start with Sphere last time? The time vortex doesn't tell us. I think I was walking backwards that day. So let's let's just start with Sphere. Okay, all right. Uh, Spoiler, everyone dies. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone who's worth staying alive dies uh yeah pretty much because the survivors made me want to kill myself that's not true though i like i like the best character i do i i feel like she was um poorly written because she was written by a guy who clearly hates women i think that's it it's like i don't like her but i like what could have been her if written by a better author. I feel like I would. I really identified with her. Yeah, me too. I, like, but there were just some glaring parts that really bothered the crap out of me. Yeah, like the her botching the dissection of the shrimp because she was emotionally distraught. Yeah, I that really like, pissed me off. I was like, oh, you little shitbag. He had to go there and just oh. and use she, that excuse. She thanks Norman for preventing her from having another quote-unquote typical female episode. Yeah, that was bullshit, Gross. Crichton. Gross. You're like, lucky I hate you're dead. Sp- I hate to speak ill of the dead, but fuck that guy. Like... Oh, I don't have any problems speaking ill of the dead. Fuck that yeah, guy. Yeah, but we might run into him in the time vortex, and I don't want to have that awkward conversation. Like I said, I think if under a better, uh, more well-rounded writer, that the character would have been much better. I mean, the whole story would have been better. Well, maybe not the story, the plot itself, the kind of mechanism, the the, the whole idea. That was interesting, but the characters You know who sucked. could have written this book and made it amazing, and it would have been one of my favorite books? Ramez Nam. Ramez Nam writing this book would have made okay. it my favorite book ever. All right. You know what? I, I can't, I, do, I can't do, do you hear much that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'd have to read more than just one book to make that sort of uh, jump to it. I'd read the shit out of that book. I would. Yeah. I, I mean, come on. Michael Crichton's written a lot of really famous stuff, so I probably will end up picking up another Michael Crichton book in the future. But... I'm not going to be as excited about it because I loved ER and now I'm like, wait, this is the same dude? 
Yeah, I've read a couple of his other books. I read Jurassic Park and Lost World. Uh, was it Red Mars and um, and Congo? Not sure about Red Mars. That's Kim Is Stanley it? Robinson wrote. No, Mars, you're right. No, what he wrote a, a book that has Mars in the title, and I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Hold on, I'll find it. Yeah, I, I've read Jurassic Park and Eaters of the Dead, and I don't find him a bad author. He's good at concepts and ideas. Which is obviously why so many of his books have been turned into films. Because he was really good at coming up with a good, interesting, and a lot of time original idea. He just maybe wasn't the best at the characters. But obviously in the 80s no one cared and uh, gave him lots of money anyway. So at least we got some okay movies out of it. I mean, I really like 13. Rising Sun, not Red Mars. Rising Sun, Hmm. that was it. And Andromeda Strain is still on my list of must-read books. Everyone mm-hmm. keeps telling me to read that. It's Same. one of Michael Crichton's most celebrated books, and I will read it. But, um, I'll watch the miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so getting back to Sphere, uh, the issues of race and sex are pervasive throughout the book. And he touches on it and then runs away from it and then doesn't he doesn't take it anywhere, but... What he does say is disturbing enough with the constant sexualization and painting Beth as this emotional and unstable and incompetent scientist. And, yeah, just that drove me bananas and uh, his treatment of Harry. Yeah, I mean, he wrote the Harry character. Like, I could tell that his motivation for the Harry character was to make him annoying. Like, I feel like the whole point of this was to make you empathize with Ted and not with Harry. But just coming from, like, an outside, not in the 1980s perspective, you definitely empathize more with Harry than with Ted. Ted is... Norman? Huh? No, Ted. Harry. Yeah. I empathize with Harry more than Ted and Norman. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hated, I hated the shit out of Ted. Ted's a total dick. But he's always like, he's like, well, I came up with this idea. I did this. I did that. I did this. And I feel like yeah. he's just, and he's so whiny. Oh, God, I can't handle it. And poor Harry, like, is the only one who has any idea what's coming, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, like, freaked out the whole time. And they paint him as this hysterical ill-mannered, ill-tempered, mm-hmm. like, oh, gosh, the kid from the projects has to be a thug. But yeah. he's super smart. Yeah, and now he's not a prodigy anymore, so right. he's still not special. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Norman. Oh, my God, Norman. I really wanted him to die. Oh, my God, I want him to die so bad. There were so many opportunities There were to die. so many opportunities when the squid's there and he, yeah. like, goes under the couch. First of all, how does one fall under the couch? His fat, white, old ass <laughs> hid under the couch and then was like, wait, wait. Yep. I'm still a dude, and in this sexist environment, that means I have to take charge. He was never going to die. It's a Michael Crichton book, and he was the main character. There was no way he was going to die. You hey. knew that. You, you, you knew that going into it, that this guy, no matter how much of a dick, is going to survive, because that's just the way he writes. And then, like, the very last part of the book is just... <sighs> so, they're sitting in this hyperbaric chamber... They are talking about what they should say to the Navy. They mention the squid. They say, we don't know what squid you're talking about. And then he says, hey, Beth, I know that I'm a married man, but by the way, you look lovely today. Thanks, Norman. Murder me. (laughs) I wanted to 
put Inquisitor spikes in my eyes. Fair. Fair enough. All right. <clears throat> Slarty, if you encountered Sphere, would you elect to forget it? Hell no. Exactly. Right? Who would... Oh. Well, it's the, the power, I don't know, like, we don't know the limits of it, but I mean, geez, it creates giant squid and shrimp, so you could have an all-you-can-eat-seafood buffet just in your from your own imagination. Don't eat the jellyfish. <laughs> they weren't real jellyfish. Um, You're not a real there's, jellyfish. There's no way. I mean, I, I, the ending was the most unbelievable part of a quite unbelievable in part book that, yeah, there's no way. It's, it's, I don't think Harry would have given it up. No way, uh, no. Uh, maybe Norman, because he's an old fat idiot. Um, and Beth was the smart one. But yeah. I doubt Harry would have given it up either, that mm-hmm. he should not have. He Maybe that's the other hidden ending to this book. Also, did they have to kill all the Navy? Did he have to kill all the Navy girls? Did he have to kill all of them? Well, when you, so reading it, it was uh, to me it wasn't very clear who was whom when he was talking about them mm-hmm. because sometimes he would refer to them by their first names and sometimes he would refer to them by their last names. And all of them were called Tina. Pretty much. <laughs> so it was like, they have really, really generic names. And other than one was big, one was Asian. It was, yeah, it was, I, yeah, I don't can know. Yeah, we also talk about they how they were painted single the stereotype Asian one as very calm all the time. And then it was because she didn't blink enough. So fucked up. Anyway. Yeah, so they all died, but it was hard to tell who was who. It was just... Ensign A, Ensign B in my head. Like, whatever. There's a bunch of red shirts. I know. literally yeah. can't remember them enough to slip them apart except from one who was the cook. Yep. Maybe. Yeah. Are, are you hungry? Or Because you're mentioning the shrimp and the all-you-can-eat <laughs> Possibly. But no, that's the uh, seriously uh, the only one of the characters. I know that there were more. I can think of parts of the book which mentioned them and when they died and stuff, but who they were mm-hmm. is just gone. There was no... Nope. They were just single facet characters with nothing to them. I just, I remember, I remember Edmunds just because she's like Ted's entourage. Like, anytime they're doing anything, she's always following Ted somewhere because Ted likes to talk to the camera. That was the one funny part of the book that I liked was when Ted is trying to ask Edmunds about the type of film. It's like in the very beginning of the book and she goes, it's nothing you'd be familiar with. Mm. Like, she kind of just like lays the smack down on him because he's like, hey, I'm going to mansplain film to you. And she's like, hold on, little boy. No. <laughs> that part like, was kind of one, funny. one was the radio operator, sort of techno one. One was the mechanic, one was the cook. And so nothing Tina was the radio me. operator, and Teeny. Like, see, that's exactly the blend the, because they're not the mechanic. Well. Jane, Tina, Alice, and Rose. You Rose was Levy, Levi? Maybe. You don't mm-hmm. have to write every background or a sort yeah. of character with a huge backstory, but they should at least be. You should at least be able to know who's who. Yeah. If they all blur into one, then you might as well not have three characters. Just make one who does everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, not a fan. I read this book when I was, like, younger, and I re- remember really liking it, but it was before, you know, I became an adult, and... You're an adult? I'm an adult! Um, and, and like, came to realize how just oppressive sci-fi genre is in general to women um and not all the time certainly not but this book in particular was pretty awful um i would mention um that i uh, that 
the story is intriguing. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. I just wish it had been better written. Really, yeah. I liked it too. There were parts where I was, you know, turning the page. It was suspenseful. I wanted to know what was going to happen next. The oh shit, the squid's coming back, and oh, we know what this is going to mean. But then it it got campy and it got kind of old and I, I really was not invested in Norman from page one yeah. and I, I yeah so many of the characters I was just totally okay with them being eviscerated or burnt or exploded whatever happened to them I was on board uh, I liked Beth I'm glad that she survived I kind of hoped that she ended up being the only survivor but whatever I'm, that's pretty much my sum up of sphere is whatever the world is hers now anyway yeah yeah i i I guess like i just um like i identified with Beth so much because i do work in a stem environment with a predominantly male co-workers um and i do find even in our very you know say diverse population that i do find people mansplaining my job to me (laughs) um on a, on a semi-regular basis, and it's obnoxious, and I hate that they did it to Beth so frequently in yeah. this book. Um, did you run the Bechdel test on this one? I did not, but it would pass. We've got lots and lots of female characters, and they do have conversations about the with the action that's happening they and do. concepts and ideas. Uh, it does not pass the lamp test, however. No. If you replaced all of the female characters with lamps, um, the storyline would not change at all. That could be interesting. What would a lamp think of? I want to. I want that book now. Actually, it might be more interesting and better characters. Um, but what, what did you think of the the sphere itself? I thought that actually was one of the things that kind of annoyed me in the end. It was like, really, uh, that's what the sphere does. I, I don't know. I wanted something more from it. The book is called Sphere. God damn it! There should have been more around it, not just oh it. It just showed up in this ship that's from the future that's come to the past, but we're not going to look into anything more, more about it. Around the sphere. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it, I don't know. For we the central puns. concept of the whole damn book, I don't think there was enough about it. It was trying to be a psychological thriller that I just don't think was psychological enough. Um, I would like it to not be a petulant child, like when they first interact with Jerry, mm-hmm. right? That wasn't supposed to be the sphere. That was supposed to be the manifestation of Harry's own thoughts. I, I know, but it's still like <sighs> I hate that part of this book. I always yeah. have hated it. Yeah, I didn't even like it as a kid. I, I feel it could have been better. And I want to watch the movie to see if they did treat it in a better fashion. Maybe they ratcheted up the tension a little bit more. Um, I can't yeah, remember. they do. I, I actually watched this movie recently because they put it on Netflix, and uh. And then I saw when it got nominated, I watched it because um, it's been a while. And uh, I like the movie. Samuel L. Jackson as Harry is hysterical. Okay. Well, um, that changes things. Yeah. And uh, Dustin Hoffman is Norman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's the. I don't remember. Sigourney. Okay. No. 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 It's uh, someone like that though. Um, I mean that. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, like, I, now I really want to watch the movie. Hey, let's talk about books and promote the movie well, we instead. Can it, it's, it is related, you know. It's how does the adaptation fare up? Is the movie better than the book or is the book better than the movie? It's definitely something we can delve into. Um, 
Yeah. It's, oh, Sharon, Sharon Stone. Stone. Of course. <laughs> I was trying to think, you know, 90s or late 90s, early late 90s action-y thing. Yeah, Sharon Stone has to be. Uh, it does also have cameos from Queen Latifah and Margaret Gomez um, as Edmondson and Teeny Fletcher. So, well, there you go. The, the Burn the Schreiber book. as Ted. I don't think he... I don't know. That is definitely not I the picture him. I have in my head, though, of who no, Ted is. No, me like, either, but now I don't care. He's... I, I don't see Liev Schreiber necessarily being the arrogant enough, the smarmy enough. Yeah, no, I can almost see someone like Neil Patrick Harris doing that character. <laughs> um, that's sort of. I'm okay with any of these. <laughs> it, it just needs that kind, of, or even Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum can do Ted. Yes. Um, that's who they should have cast, especially in the late '90s. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a better movie than the book, and I don't say that very frequently or no. lightly, but I like the movie better than I like the book. They kind of, I mean, the the female characters are still kind of meh, but it's easier to ignore when it's visually stunning. Also, they kind of, like, take the ship out. There's no ship in the movie. It's just the sphere. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Like, like I said, he's good at writing ideas that can be turned into something else, because... You know, Jurassic Park the movie I think was generally better than the book. Thirteenth uh, Warrior was better than Eaters of the Dead. I don't know if Pirates of the Caribbean was much better than Pirate Latitudes, but you know, generally the movies of his books are better than the actual writing. Congo, the book was way, way inferior to the movie simply because he just went on and on and on for no reason. And he that didn't really... It scared the shit out of me. It scared the shit out of me, too. <laughs> I canceled in the theater, and I was, like, horrified of monkeys forever. <laughs> um, well, it has tool-wielding silverback gorillas who mm. crush people's heads. It's awful. Oh, I do remember so reading the book for that. You're right. It did drag It was so more. slow. It was so slow. The movie's, like, action-packed the whole time. They have a talking gorilla who drinks martinis. It's amazing. I love everything about that movie, um, except that the female characters suck. And uh, <laughs> and uh, the book is awful. Anyway, so Sphere, I, meh. I'll give it a strong meh. All right. I like the concept, hated the execution. I'll agree with that. I'll third it. Motion passed. So let's try not to do Michael Crichton for a while again. Yes, please. Let's delve into the world of the Mistborn. Do we have to? <sighs> you might get something on you. We do. We do. <laughs> If you want to cry to start with, and try not get try and, cry. Try and, uh, repress Set the memories. Fire. Um, yeah, no, seriously. I, I want to find this guy and and um, put him in a women's studies class or five with that really mean lesbian who does the the interracial studies, who may, always makes white people cry. Their studies. Have you seen? Her? I have not, but this She's sounds like lovely. a local Seattle lady. She's awesome. I love her. I can't remember her name. Not anyway. sure. But I was thinking of one of my college professors and be like, this is a great class for Brandon Sanderson to go to yeah. because Jesus tap dancing Christ, get a clue. Get um, some perspective. Look, I, I will say this. This is an earlier work. He has gotten better. So I wouldn't be shied off from at least trying a newer book because this was a long time ago. No. I no. did not like it. No. I really didn't. Sam, I am. But I have much enjoyed more recent books. So, okay. 
there's Seizad Seizad whatever Zazu is the only <laughs> character that I like he's the only one and it even him I want to strangle several times yes yep um, and Zane. I liked Zane. Oh my god, I want to fuck Zane. Wow. Uh, Zane was a little emo <laughs> shit and who I was happy he died. I didn't like his character. Oh yeah, spoiler alert, everybody dies. <laughs> Seems to be a trend. Um, Not enough died. Elon didn't fucking die. Belland. Belland. Really, I don't We'll like get him. to the ending on and how much the ending was shit. Oh but my. Let's start with earlier in the book Okay, first. so here's the thing. I what what year are we in right now? Where, where did we come out? Where did we land? Sometime in the 2010s, somewhere there. Okay. Um. So th- there should be like a tense political environment. If I hear the word politics one more time, I'm gonna kill someone. Oh my god. There's like one page where he says the word politics like eight times in like four sentences. And it's Ellen talking about how he's so much better at politicking. Oh yeah? So good at politicking you couldn't even be king for a year and then couldn't get reelected? Yep. You're so good at it. Converted to a religion and still couldn't get elected. (laughs) (laughs) He lived up to his name of Belland. Um, awful. Well, Sanderson had such a great opportunity, and he shat the bed hard. Yeah. Core. I mean, Vin. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Vin. Okay. Allomancy. Amazing concept. Yeah. Strong female character. Potentially. She had the potential to be a kick-ass, amazing protagonist. And... Then he waters her down and makes her simper and get all watery-eyed at fucking Bell End through the whole th- like through the entire goddamn book. He has her questioning who she is as a woman. What does this mean? My mistborn abilities. I'm I'm just not a typical woman. How's he ever gonna love me? Fuck all of that bullshit. Yep, no, I agree. It's unreal. Like, who, why the fuck, why the fuck does somebody who can kill a literal god give a shit what some simpering bookworm cares about her? Preach it. Oh, God. And then he uses her as, like, a shield to walk, like, he basically just unapologetically the back of her hair and the back of her dress and just, like, goes, oh, yeah, well, I have a misborn, so fuck you, dad. Right? (laughs) I mean, it's un- Reasonable. Oh, and thanks for putting her in a fucking dress. I, yeah, the yeah. dress thing. Oh, I, I should wear the dress again. Then I can be your girly and jump around and then look pretty. Then people will accept me as your queen. Um, no, fuck that. You saved the city. You liberated the empire. You killed a god. You don't have to wear a goddamn dress if you don't want to. You wear whatever the hell you want. Right. You're, you are Vin, the... Oh my god, you sit, you killed the, the survivor's ruler. apprentice. Yes. Yeah, you're the survivor's apprentice. You are worshipped. <laughs> right? Literally worshipped. Like, there's a whole religion based off of you. Why do you give a shit? And then the battle scene in the assembly chambers where she's jumping through the air about to headbutt someone so hard that she explodes his head. And she thinks to herself, I have to thank that dressmaker. Uh, no. Oh, um, my God. I would not be thinking about my goddamn dress if I knew that there was another Alamancer with ATM running around the city. I didn't have any, and I needed to headbutt and explode someone's head. And then, the, like, the next scene, she, like, touches Ellen, and he flinches, and she starts having a huge, like, 
collapse of self, like, oh no, he scared me now. He's wielding you as a weapon. You, you're his nuke code. Like, uh. why would you want to be with somebody who can't accept you for the amazing properties that make you you? Why would you want to be with someone who only wants to use you as an assassin and a body shield? Yeah. Like, I appreciate the role reversal of the king needs to be saved, not the Absolutely. However, I would really like her to be okay with that and not be yeah. like, I have to tone myself down and pretend that I'm a simpering idiot to make myself presentable to this dum-dum. And so how does that make Zane any better, though? Then he, because he I'm might be pointing that out, but then he's psychologically manipulating her to try and get his own end out of it. He, he wants to get his own end in her. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Which is fine. I, no, I like to say... It's fine through psychological manipulation. No, it's not at all. It's horrible, and I hate that too. But he also, like... They're both douches. In, yeah. Oh, it's a family thing. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's a family yeah. of douches. It, but he also, like, you know, is, I feel, closer to her equal than Ellen ever could be. You know, I mean, maybe at the end of the book, because now he's an Alamancer somehow, but... Whatever. Whatever. Oh, God. He's just going to be like, I don't like the way copper tastes. <laughs> I can just tell that he's going to be like, I don't want to do the ATM. I don't want to ingest ATM because I know that I'm going to be able to see my future, and I, I don't want to know what gender her baby is. <laughs> like, I mean, he's just going to be such a sniveling shit. Pewter gives me heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to burn tin. I don't like when I can see in the far away. Oh, he's awful. Anyway, but like Zane, uh, as an Alamancer, is closer to Vim as an equal than Ellen ever is. Like, if given the choice between Ellen and Zane, I would still be a lesbian. But I'm just saying. Well, that's it. Like, I don't think she should go for either of them. She should just do whatever the fuck she I'll wants to find the guy the who, God, who, who God tells to kill people. That's <laughs> I would pick right. the one who has voices in his head over some scroll-reading, whiny... I probably so have to take yeah. either those. Like, no, doesn't, no, exactly. no, she doesn't, and she shouldn't. I, but they also like the whole. You just asked, you know, Zane versus Bellend, and they're both. But at least Zane, they have they do shit together. Kill people. Yeah. Yes, let's they're sure. in the same room let's together. Let's kill people yeah. together they, because they do things. a voice like, in my head tells me to. But they also sparred together. They would go out and they would spar and they'd run around the city and they'd have a good and time. He has something to teach her. Mm-hmm. What does Ellen have to teach her? Nothing except for how to be a, a waif. Mm-hmm. Zane, with the coin in the mouth, he teaches her how to do stuff. He gives her ideas on how to be a better alamancer. Yeah. <sighs> Nightmare. I hate that guy. And so what about the fact that there was only, honestly, one... No, okay, sorry. There were two other female characters mm-hmm. in the book. So one, I, I know, is going to be an annoying, mm-hmm. stupid, stupid thing. And the other, who was a good... For the most part, strong character dies, of course, because why could they have that? She couldn't survive. The terrorist woman whose name I can't remember? Tindwell. 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 Okay. Although she had some really, really annoying parts. She did have some really, really annoying parts, but all all around, I feel like she was a good influence that she made Bellend less of a Bellend, which was kind of nice. Um, um, I, can we talk about... Actually, I want to talk about Tindwell for a minute. Mm-hmm. The breeder program... Brendan Sanderson, fuck you. So all of the men are eunuchs, and then terrorist women are basically imprisoned 
as Some. breeding stock. So what the point uh, was is that the terrace people were the ones who had ferrukami, so what both Tyndall and Sazed had. And so the Lord Ruler was selecting women who did not show signs of ferrukami and only castrating the men who did to try and breed that out of that race so that ferrukami was dead. So she was trying to do them a service yes. by creating more. So, yeah, she subverted she it by, by saying that she wasn't a freakimist by showing that so that they could get more of them out. So, I don't know. There was a, It's a horrible thing, but I feel that as a character it made her... She was a strong, good character. I, she wasn't necessarily well written. And she had some horrible parts where it was like out of the room. She's like, yes, okay, I'm going outside the room now and I'm listening in, but oh, no... She could have been so much better and she could have been so much more, but of course she had to die because why could we have a really good, strong character in there? And then Set's daughter. Uh, what's her name? Ariane. Yes, Arianne. that was Alrian. Alrian. Yeah, Al-Rian. whatever. Um, so I, he subtly made me like her just a little bit mm-hmm. when he when uh, them catches her... Uh, subduing Breeze. Like, that was mm-hmm. pretty funny. I liked that. I was like, oh, yeah, she's an Alamancer. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but in general, it, her lack of empathy for everyone, she's like, the ska? What do you mean? You lived like one of them? They're animals. Right? Like, when they're in the dress shop and she's like, I don't understand. It's awful. Like, she's, uh, what's, what's the girl from Gone with the Wind? Scarlet, whatever. That, yeah. Like, I basically, in my brain, I read her as, like, a southern belle who's like, what do you mean? What's wrong with slavery? They're just so nice to me. All our slaves are real nice. They just, they comb my hair and they watch my sisters. I'm like, oh, my God, please stop talking. <laughs> Like, just very blind. And I felt like she had some subtlety, but that it was overshadowed by the fact that she is a sniveling brat. Like, if it had been showed more, or if it had actually been shown all or something, that that was just a front, it would have been right. so much better. If she just did that purely to hide her allomancy and to, to use that to subvert other people's stupid opinions... But it didn't seem like that was what was going on. She no. had the alamancy, but she was still that kind of annoying one. You know, saw her at the end with the bandits and things. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, I have them twisted around my finger, and that was the way that is that it will do what I want. And mm-hmm. it's like you could have been better, but you weren't. Exactly. That's where I was hoping that he was going to take that. That it wasn't such a stereotypical, vapid daddy's like little rich girl, but you know that she used that, you know. You, you're, you know, as a mask so to, to hide her allomancy and her actual power and skills. And nope, totally didn't. Awesome, thanks. Yeah, there was a tiny, there was a hint of maybe, no. Okay. No, well, you had another opportunity that you uh, totally... Threw away another yeah. good character. That potential yeah. good character, I should say. Yeah. I mean, I mean we so we mentioned those three characters, mm-hmm. and this book completely just bombs the Bechdel-Wallace test. Uh, mm-hmm. the only time that these women the, talk with each other is at a dress shop and the whole time they're talking about uh, the Ellen. kind of yeah, Ellen, the kind of woman that she could be 
to be happy with Ellen and to make Ellen happy and the kind of woman that he mm. needs. And they're also in a frou-frou dress shop. And it was exactly the same between uh, Vim and Tindall. Mm-hmm. Whenever they talked, it was just about the, the relationship. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it did fail. It failed. Uh, Mego Mori test, it failed that as well. And the Be- lampshade test. Because uh, this female character does I not have a lamp narrative that arc. has misborn abilities. The- Stop telling me about amazing lamps. <laughs> now I want all these things. No, what I'm saying is, is that the book wouldn't... Are you listening, Ikea? We want more lamps. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, like, Vin doesn't lamp. have a character arc. She has mm-hmm. no substance or depth to her at all. And if she was a lamp... and Okay, so, like, basically, Bel- Belen would go to his father and say, See? I have this lamp, and I'm going to electrocute the shit out of you. It would have had the same effect of him saying, Well, Vin's going to fuck you up with some copper, motherfucker. Like, it would have had the mm-hmm. same effect. There's no... Uh, I, I love lamp. <laughs> is it, it fails yeah. every feminist test there possibly could be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can we talk about the end now? Well, there's still more. We, we can talk about all sorts of things. Um, I really <laughs> felt that most of the characters weren't good. Docs was just annoying as hell. I was glad he died because he was just nothing in this book. Um, but I was sad that Clubs died. He was the. I, I felt that he, there was more that could have been interesting to him. And it was just going, oh, he's dead now. Well, but he seems like more interesting. They definitely could have been more written with him. But no, he's just dead. And I really, even though Sarzad was a good character, towards the end he was just, I felt he dropped off. Well, he also, to get back onto this whole, you know, male privileged power trip bullshit, uh, he was a eunuch. And so many times he's lamenting that he could not be a full man for Tindwall. And that just... Shut up. He has had so long to process this that, sure, in the beginning of his arc, we can hear about his the loss of his, you know, his general mutilation. That can be a part of his character development. But for it to be such a defining feature of, you know, his emotion is that he is not a man because of that. Oh, my God. You mentioned it. Just stop. You're embarrassing yourself. This is ridiculous, Brandon. Yeah. No, I agree. Enough. I think that, uh, like, George R. R. Martin mentions the eunuch. I was going to say, putting Varys against uh, Sarsad and let's see who does better. Right? Like, oh, God. I Yeah. No, I like Sarsad, but you're right. They do mention his, you know, lack of bits to... he. It's clearly just stuck in the author's mind, and he has to remind us all the time what's going on beneath that loincloth. And I I don't care. You have so much going on with the ferrochemistry, and he can grow his muscles. He can, you know, remember these things and fly up in trees and run real fast. Couldn't he have put a dick in a copper mine? Yeah, I was going to say, he's he's got the gold ones. He could have, like, grown it back again. I mean, whatever. We'll make up some bullshit why he can't, and that's fine. But, you know, get over this guy not having a penis, please. Yeah, pretty much. I'm, I'm down. I agree. Uh, go ahead. So, I was going to say, like, before we hit the ending, um, how much do we feel that this suffers from middle child syndrome? Because remember, it is the middle part of a trilogy, and they typically are the weaker books. I will say that I did enjoy the first one because the first one built 
what Alamancy is, what Ferrochemy is, and all that stuff. So that was really cool to be like, oh, this is really interesting and new and original. And then you hit that second one where you know picking up the book that this is not going to end because there's a third one. And, you know, it, it, you know that it's not going to be setting up the world because, well, that was the first one. It is the middle book of a trilogy. Do you think that, that pays something to the lackluster reaction that we've had to it? No, I think that Brandon Sanderson being a dick has something to do with that, though. I mean, there's an entire race of people that... I shouldn't say people. There's an entire race that is just men. And they mention, they quizzically say, how does that even work? Like, twice. Yeah, because it doesn't. Apparently it does. Well, sure, you, you have some stupid Lord Ruler magic that makes it work. Cool. But they're also the only colored people. Yeah. They're blue. I, so, I use the word color for color. Color. Yeah. So, uh, awesome. I mean, yeah. I liked it. Oh, I liked like the idea that they continue to grow and their skin only goes, like, if, when you're small, your skin's all loose and baggy. And then when you get bigger, it gets all tight and uncomfortable. Like, that's a cool idea. But then you had to go and ruin it again by <laughs> making them this just ridiculous dumb uh, hyper aggressive yeah 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 there's not a undertone there Mm-mm. um can we talk about the dog mm-hmm on you yes or, oh, or, or are you oh sir or sir kendra yes kendra kendra the kendra kendra the shapeshifter the kesha i like kesha because the party don't you mean start. Tensoon. <laughs> yes. yes. It is tense. So I liked that that guy. I, it was blatantly obvious from the beginning that he was the spy. I don't think they would. I don't. I honestly don't think the author was trying to hide that. I don't think it was supposed to be a big surprise. I think it was. Well, that's good. Oh, like I, I think it was supposed to be pretty obvious. Like, <laughs> a contra inside a contra. Contraception. Oh, that sounds like contraception. <laughs> it's, it's, like a, it's a turducken with dogs. <laughs> Tur what the fucking dogs all the way down. It's just dogs. Um, all the way I down. thought they that was one of the well written species or ideas. Yes. That the concept was really interesting about the the contract and, mm-hmm. and things. Um, and that she learned how to control them, and then learned how to control the coloss. Yeah, it was being subversive, even though it was controlled by Zane. It was it was fighting against its uh, it did the contract itself and it, its mm-hmm. its basic principles to try and save the world or at least Vim. Um, yeah, I thought I, I liked that. I didn't think there was enough about the the Kandra. Yeah. Um. um okay. The good. end. Yeah, I wanted to. I completely derailed what Slardy was trying to say about it being the middle child, how it is the Empire Strikes Back, how it's gonna. But that's my favorite Star Wars movie. Sorry, I'm a Jedi right fan. Now. You would be, you Ewok loving fool. Scruffy oh, looking nerd I saw, it, I saw it when I was like five for the first time. Of course, I love the Ewoks I, and didn't understand the I love you, I know. Can someone get this big walking carpet out of my way? That's so racist. He's got a lot of body hair. That stopped it for once. 
All right. So did you want to keep what going do you have on against that? Wookies? Did you want to keep we going on that? We are going to derail this. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Middle child book. Right. So. <laughs> Is it a bridge, and it, does that make it? Like, no, I think that that's not a good enough excuse. That there, yeah. need, there still needs to be... So, sure, she doesn't have to win in the end. Good does not have to win. It could be, you know, this is... You know, it's going to be kind of dark, and it's going to be, oh, crap, now what do we do? But it needs to be... Like, the characters need to go somewhere. Something needs to happen. And It's a shitty mm. bridge from one shitty island to another shitty island. I purchased the trilogy. I'm, I have no interest in reading. Like, the I, I like the first one. It started a good foundation, like and one. and then it just fell apart. I really and like I the, don't want to read the third one. I really like the world. That doesn't mean I have to like Brandon Sanderson or his shitty character development, <laughs> or anything about his characters. I like the world. Mm-hmm. I think the world's really cool. I like Alamancy. I like the terrorist people. I like the different religions. I like writing stuff in steel. I like copper mines and oh my god, I want all of those. Yeah, I love all of that. Mm -hmm. But I hate his character so much that it almost it's like you know what it is. It's a it's a snow globe. It's a beautiful, awesome snow globe. But instead of snowflakes, it's just shit. (laughs) It's a shit globe. Sounds yeah. like the one we live in. Because um, I started, like, I turned down corners of pages every time there was some kind of blatantly sexist comment. And the whole, like, I've got, I can't, I'm not even going to be able to count them while we're doing this. Yeah, I was but, going like, to mock them. ridiculous. Exactly. I think we need to get a clicker now from yeah. now on. So we can just, I, think I was tempted to, yeah. It was. Woo. Okay, so now can we talk about the end? Yeah. Now we can talk about the end. <laughs> Uh, Godpool? What? <laughs> yeah. And, and then, of course, it, you know, all went to hell. And then Bellin gets magically be, saved. Had to be the woman's fault. Of course it did. I mean, I didn't read the first one, so I don't know what kind of drivel, direct, what direction that drivel went in, but... He has an Eve complex, I think. Yeah, it just, you know, um, I did not like that, Andy. It just... Him magically being saved because, yeah. And he's an Alamancer now? He's not only an Alamancer, he's a Mistborn. Yeah. But he's not born into... Ugh! Yeah, it was super stupid. I'm very All of unhappy. that was super stupid. He should have just died. So unhappy. Yeah. Oh, she die? couldn't save him because her powers weren't enough. So she then in the next one she has to, you know overcome the fact that her you know there's more to learn to her powers and then she takes down the thing. That would have been better. There you go. Kill him off. Give her something to be, you know, to grow from. Cause fuck. But no yeah, but now he just Women growing is not a good thing, apparently. <laughs> now he's just there were so many points and, uh, where I threw this book across the room. And I really liked it in the beginning. I love Alamancy. That was fun. All the yeah. Shit snow globe. And it, yep, you're right. You are right. And I mean that, that wasn't really much else to the ending. It was like, um, Straff just dies. I mean, I'm, I'm happy he did. He was a dick as well. Um, <laughs> oh, but it was yeah. just kind of like, chopped in <laughs> um, half, gone, okay. Oh, I'm after sorry. all that huge setup, he's just suddenly dead and sets suddenly, like, oh, I will be on your side now. Yeah, we forgot the other woman in here who was his Amaranta, oh, the yes. sex slave, who was in her late 20s and therefore... You know, an old hag. Yeah. And he didn't want to F her anymore. But, uh, yeah, disgusting. Can we talk about 
Zane not poisoning him. That was awesome. That was that was hilarious. I absolutely love that. Cause yeah, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to kill you. Are you trying to kill me? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> if Zane was really gonna kill him, he would do something so like yeah. way way over the top. Not. Not that. I also want to know how none of these people get lead poisoning. Like, oh. Well, it did say that they have to like spit it up every night, regurgitate their metals so they don't um, oh, yeah. get poisoned by them. It's well, not good to sleep with your metals. Yes, like Zane does. Because he's and that's already that's why God insane. talks to him. But he's such a badass. <laughs> you really do have a thing for that. That's, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in therapy later. <sighs> um, we'll just sit back in time and see Freud about your... Badass complex. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the end. So, uh, Ellen should have died. Um, Eve complex. Then fucks everything up. Because she had bad advice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I can't see that ending well. It, you know what it was really reminiscent of? Was Terry Goodkind's sort of truth when he's like, we killed Dark and Raw, and then in the first page of the next book, he's like, we brought back Dark and Raw! Like, Are you <laughs> spoiling other books? No. Those books have been out so long. Okay. Like, there's no way that... And you guys read Wizards, I you? I have read far too many of that series, yes. Oh, I read the whole series. I not even... Yeah, anyway. But, you, but in the club, though... Uh, Wizard's First Rule has never come up in the book before. Sorry, spoiler alert. (laughs) Again. Uh, No, no. It's actually never. From memory, it's never even been nominated. I don't blame you. All right. Uh, I think we've spent more than enough time on this piece of shit. Yeah. So, uh, what are the next the next books? So, coming up next month, we are going to be reading uh, A Long Way to a Small Angry Planet by Becky Chambers, as well as Broken Monsters by Lauren Bukas. Uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to both of those books. Yep, me too. Me too, because anything would be better than this. Female authors. Female authors. Whee! Female authors. Oh, sorry? We did read Wizards' First Rule. It was a very long time ago, though. Okay. Well, my apologies. Millie ruins everything. (laughs) It was my fault. It's okay. No one should read them anyway. Well, no, that's not true. The first one was is is a good book. I enjoyed the first one, but it's really it's it's pretty standard character arc. I don't know who I am. I find out who I am. Something traumatic happens to me. I kill my dad. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that brings us to a uh, to the end of this one. The the portal will close soon, and we must get back into it to get back to our own time. Um, is that panel supposed to be smoking? Time we'll see y'all next yeah. time. Bye.